Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bobcat Radio Podcast coming to you live from Merced, California, from the University of Merced, California, home of the fairy shrimp, future mascot. We have a special episode today. We interview Maeve O'Brien, a fourth year physics student and future graduate student at UCLA. We also have a special guest. Ted and Caleb of Lil Moraga will join me in the studio today and tell us about their new album, Where Dreams Come Through. And they will tell us about their upcoming show here in Merced at the Multicultural Arts Center. And last but not least, we will hear from students just like you telling us of their experiences and expectations of the 2020 project. Stay tuned and hear us out. And also, if you're interested in contributing to the podcast or simply want to help out, our meetings are on Wednesday from 1 to 4 in the lawn at school. Alrighty, let's get the show started. Here we go. Alright, so in this episode, or in this interview, you might hear noise in the background. It's because we were recording it in the Science and Engineering building um, in one of the engineering labs. So there was fans and stuff going off. Um, and it sounds, you could hear them in the background. But, uh, and we kind of address it, but that is what that is. For our fourth episode, we are in the Science and Engineering building. Um, I am your host, Marco Laguna, and uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Orion Lenz, co-host, live from the lab now, <laughs> instead of the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Maeve O'Brien, I suppose I'm the guest. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, it's kind of interesting that we're here in this building. You guys <laughs> might be able to hear like fans going off. We're in the engineering room pretty interesting there's couches and sleeping bags and pillows strewn about it kind of yep. looks like a kinda looks like an apartment in here a little bit all right so uh let's get started we're here with Maeve did I say your name right yeah Maeve O'Brien okay and uh you are a student here on campus yes uh, I am <laughs> uh tell us a little bit about yourself Maeve like uh your year standing and um your major oh okay so I'm a fourth year physics major here at UC Merced. Uh, yeah, that's basically my education in a nutshell. <laughs> How'd you uh, get into choosing physics? Uh, actually, funny story, I was originally gonna be a mechanical engineering major and I came in as an undeclared major, uh, like many people tend to do. But I, my sophomore year, I was taking Engineering 57 with Professor Rice. And I, I just had a revelation in the middle of lecture. We were talking about, shoot, what was it? I think we were in the middle of our bridge project and I'd been so stressed out because of building this stupid balsa wood bridge. Uh, I was over it mentally, <laughs> emotionally and physically. Uh, I just looked up at the board, I was like, you know what, I'd really rather be in my, le- in my physics lecture. Because at the same time I was taking physics nine with Professor Stone. And 
and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So yeah, um, graduate. You mentioned before um, before we started recording that uh, mm -hmm. it's a possible. Um, is it, is it good yeah, a possible uh, graduate program in material sciences. So I guess that's kind of like not the same along the same lines as like um, mechanical engineering, but like still dealing with the elements and stuff like that, and taking that into account. Yeah, pretty much. Like basically, material science is the study. Oh, rock the table a little bit, but it's the study of um, finding new materials. Um, and seeing their various applications. And that's where the engineering part comes in, since most of the materials research that goes on, not just here at UCNR said, but at other universities, is of the applied variety. So, and that's what I'm mainly interested in. And kind of what I'm doing right now is my senior thesis. Did you, uh, did you see yourself, um, you know, when you were in high school, uh, did you come here straight out of high school? Yes. <laughs> Did, uh, so was UC Merced like your first choice, or? Uh, actually, UC Merced kind of chose me. <laughs> uh, on a, a pro tip for any of you guys that are planning to go to grad school who are listening to this, don't leave your personal statements or essays or applications in general to the last minute. That's what I did for applying to college. It did not go well. I. I really regret that I didn't take it as seriously as I should have, but luckily, um, and I, of course I got rejected from all the UCs I applied to. I only applied to UCs, um, but Usimer said they contacted me, I forget, it was after everyone had started hearing back and I went to Samuel High or Santa Monica High School, so I was going to people who were, I, I was going with people who were going to schools like Dartmouth, um, Yale, Cornell, and I was sat there like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> but they I just checked my email one day and I saw an email from UC Merced. I was like, I didn't know there was a UC at Merced. Where's Merced? I looked more into it and they're offering me admissions if I sent them some paperwork. I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. I don't really want to go to community college. And yeah, that's how I ended up here. So long story short, UC Merced chose me and it's been an interesting four years. <laughs> Well, that kind of sounds like a lot of people's, like, um, situation when it comes to, like, getting, ending up at UC Merced. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about it, and so, but that's its charm also, is because it's growing. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I really, what made me stay here rather than transferring out is how small the campus is and how small the classes are. I mean, that... I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed it in your lectures as well, that like the more advanced your classes become, the fewer people there are. And at least for physics, there aren't a lot of physics majors to begin with. So as, so as like engineering majors finish up their physics education and move on to purely engineering classes, there's like, I think the biz biggest class I have right now is maybe 13 people, counting me. Wow. So, I mean, I really like it. It's a great way to really connect with your lecturers, which I've, I have people, I know, I have people, no, I don't have people, I don't own them, but I know people who go to other UCs or much larger campuses, and they're in lectures that are 2,000 some or something people strong. It's kind of insane and mind-boggling, mind really. Wow, that's yeah. like a third of our campus. I know. <laughs> 
stuffed into one room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it sounds very smelly, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, before we started recording, you said you were going to be graduating soon. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, I mean, like, kind of reflecting on your four years, and are you going to miss um, Merced, UC Merced, once you graduate? And do you plan on staying around, or do you plan on leaving? Uh, I actually didn't apply to UC Merced for graduate school. Um, I'm actually looking at either attending UC Irvine or UCLA for my PhD in material science and engineering. So I won't be in the Central Valley for the foreseeable future, uh, but I think I definitely will miss it, especially the people I've come to know and consider very close friends. Because that, that's a cool thing about UC Merced. I've met, met a lot of people and befriended a lot of people who I wouldn't have necessarily become friends with had I gone to a larger uh, university, say, closer to my hometown of Los Angeles. Um, has there, do you have anyone in your life, like, as far as, like, uh, a professor or a mentor that has really, like, helped you along your journey through uh, college, you know, mm -hmm. right here at UC Merced or anybody? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, professor, uh, yeah, Professor Carrie Menke, she's my faculty mentor, actually, because that, that's the thing about the physics major is there aren't a lot of physics majors. So in order to re retain as many physics majors as possible, they assign faculty mentors to individual students. So I'm not Professor Menke's only men mentee, but she's definitely helped me a lot, especially my junior year. Oh God, my junior year was, it was not good. <laughs> um, and uh, you had mentioned that uh, psychology or, and mental health are one of your passions or something that you're really interested in. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so going back to my junior year, it was around when my anxiety and depression started to affect me in a very real way. Um, before that, I was getting uh, panic attacks like my junior, not my junior, but my freshman year here at Eastern, I said, and that was the first time I'd ever experienced something like that. But I went to therapy once or twice and I stopped having them. So I assumed, oh, I'm cured, but that's not how therapy works. And it, by the time my junior year rolled around, um, not only was it affecting me, my, when, not only was my anxiety affecting me physically and mentally, but it was also affecting my GPA in a, very real and very obvious way. <laughs> did uh, did you uh, talk to your professors and did they work with you about that or was it, were you kind of just left on your own? Uh, I made sure to let my professors know what I was going through, like my sleeping problems. I've, I've always suffered from insomnia, I still do, but it was really bad my junior year, specifically fall semester. Uh, but I let them know, hey, this is what's going on and like, especially Professor Menke. She, cause she gave me a lot of really great advice that helped me and it was that same semester that I finally got on to antidepressants and I'm really glad I did. My one regret is I didn't do it sooner in life cause I know I'd definitely be, I would have had a happier youth as it were. I mean, I'm still young, but I could have been happier earlier if that makes sense. Yeah. Were there any peers like uh, friends or family that uh, did the same for you, like help you through this time at all? Yeah, my housemates at the, um, so starting my junior year, I was living off campus with uh, two very close friends of mine. 
uh, Eva and Makatis, and they're both computer science and engineering majors. So they, they know what it's like uh, being a woman in STEM, um, but they definitely helped me through some really dark times, and I'm, I'll always be grateful to, for that. Like, I consider them my sisters. Like, this is going to sound really corny, but we have a magnet on our fridge that my housemate Makatis made, and it's a picture of us three, and it says sisters and really fancy script underneath it. <laughs> I mean, it's dorky, but it means a lot to all of us, and I'm definitely going to miss them when we all graduate. Uh, law school, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, you guys are going to definitely... St- are you guys going to try and stay in touch, obviously? Oh, yeah. You? Like, we've all talked about how... Like, whoever gets made first, we're definitely going to be at their wedding. <laughs> uh, we're going to get white girl wasted and cry in a bathroom <laughs> together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I definitely hope to keep in touch with them, especially since I'm going back home to Los Angeles probably for to attend UCLA. Um, it's still up in the air since I still have, at the time of this recording, about a month to this, to make my final decision about which grad school to attend. But, uh, but my other housemate, Eva, she's actually going to be working for Verizon in Texas, so it's going to be difficult to stay in touch, but thankfully the internet exists, mm-hmm. so we're definitely going to use that to its fullest advantage. <laughs> Um, did, did you get help on campus um, with the uh, CARE program, or was it the psychological like, counseling? Oh, you mean CAPS? CAPS. Oh, yes. Yeah. Were they the ones yeah, you I, went to? Yeah, I would, oh, God, this is embarrassing, but it's, it, I think it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had, especially in America, because uh, mental health is such a taboo topic, unfortunately, even though one-third of people will suffer from some sort of mental disorder at their lifetimes, especially in like their early to mid-twenties is usually when um, mental health starts to really become an issue. But yeah, I, w- I was in the waiting room at CAPS, which if anyone has been there, they'll know it's very tiny, <laughs> very, yeah. very small. There's like maybe five chairs there, and there's a bunch of self-help pamphlets but I was like a total mess and I just broke down as soon as I got into the therapist's office I was like oh god I'm gonna fail out my glasses and 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 basically that's what the therapy session started out as and she told me it sounds like you have um the fun combination of anxiety and depression which if anyone has suffered from it it's kind of like being torn into in two directions at the same time on the one hand your anxiety is guilting you into doing all these things and um trying to be the best you can be even if you feel like shit and then on the other hand you have um your depression which makes it difficult to get out of bed in the morning or just to function as a normal human being like i know for a while my junior year i wasn't cooking for myself uh, I was eating a lot of Domino's pizza, which when you're already not in a great mental state, just eating pizza all the time is it just going to make you feel even worse. But thankfully, I got the help I needed. And um, through the um, nurse practitioners here on campus, I got my antidepressants after I told them all the symptoms I was experiencing that basically lined up with, okay, you have this and this, you, you should take this. And they tried to give, also give me some sleeping medication, but that really messed me up. Like, I would feel groggy um, 
hours after I'd woken up and that's not what you're supposed to experience with it apparently so I just stopped taking it but thankfully a lot of my sleep issues were connected with my anxiety and depression so once I started getting that treated I started sleeping a lot better and as anyone can attest to if they haven't uh, if they've gone long periods without getting eight at least like six to eight hours of sleep a night because I was getting like maybe two to four hours throughout most of my, the fall semester of my junior year I was not there mentally I pretty much just checked out of uh, of school entirely I was just there in body only and my body was kind of falling apart <laughs> so yeah <laughs> good times but not really <laughs> So, like, um, what do you think were some of, like, the key steps that you took in order to, like, um, not necessarily come off of it, but, like, to help you be more studious and be more... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I'd say definitely getting on medication because, I, mean, I mean, at some point in their lives, most people will experience some sort of anxiety or depression. That's, kind of, that's part of being human, unfortunately. But when it gets, starts to affect your physical health, um, you really need to get on that medication. So it was when I started taking medication, I, my grades started to improve noticeably. Like the following semester after I'd been on my, on my antidepressants for about two to three months, I think, it was really then that it became obvious that I was a like, more well-adjusted happier person than I'd ever been in my life actually like my even my parent my parents were just like like wow this is actually helping you I was like yeah I wish I'd been on this like much sooner like say my freshman year of high school because I was a mess even back then but not to the extremes that it was uh, just um, a year ago but yeah medication it helps <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, with a lot of, like, um, like depression, having depression and anxiety, too, that they fuel one another, yeah. you know? The anxiety will make you feel depressed, and then um, and vice versa. Like. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how's, your, how's your family? Oh, they're good. What, what are they like? Oh, they're, they're great. Um, actually, I take after my dad a lot. He also has anxiety and depression. It's like we call it the O'Brien melancholy since it's, it's common enough in my dad's side of the family that it's earned its own nickname, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> like they don't have a lot of like physical issues, thank God, but there's a lot of mental health issues on that side of the family. But uh, then my mom, she's a middle school science teacher. Uh, but people are always really confused when they first meet here. They're like, Miss O'Brien, but she's this tiny, but clearly Mexican lady. They're like, what's up with that? And she's like, my husband. And my dad, he's this uh, six-foot-tall um, white dude. He's a biochemist. So both my parents are huge nerds, and it definitely passed on to me and my little brother. Well, I bet they're proud that, you know, they're proud of you that you're getting your degree in materials oh yeah yeah something sciencey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I think they're really surprised as were a lot of people that I knew back in high school when they when I told them hey I'm doing I'm studying physics for my major and they're like what I thought you wanted to be a writer because <laughs> that, that was like that was my thing in high school everyone has their thing some people are 
the class clowns, some people are the athletes, some people are the drama kids. I wanted to be a writer, <laughs> which is a complete 180 from where I am now. Did you do any extracurriculars in high school that were like writing related? Uh, not necessarily. I took um, a lot of AP courses related to writing, which were very time consuming. Like it forced me to read a lot of literature I probably wouldn't have otherwise, and I'm glad I did. But aside from my AP classes, I also was on the water polo team. I was on the swim team. I played viola up until 10th grade because um, like my obligations with uh, water polo and swimming were just too much. I couldn't spend, give up the extra like 10 hours a week to practice viola to be as good as I should have been. <laughs> But, and I was also in the, uh, my campus's Gay Straight Alliance. Actually, funny story, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church came to um, protest my high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, and then I actually had morning practice the day that they came to protest us, so I didn't get to actually participate in the counter protest, which kind of stuck. But I wore my my purple jeans in solidarity with the GSA club. But yeah. Uh, also, if I usually get asked a lot, like if I've seen any celebrities. Actually, I have. Uh, Harrison Ford filmed a commercial at my high school. And Robert Downey Jr. dropped out of my high school. That's our claim to fame. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> It's funny because, like, Charlie Sheen managed to graduate high school, but Robert Downey Jr. did. And, and if you look at the, where they are in their lives now, it's like, how? Why? <laughs> and uh, what high school was that again? Uh, Santa Monica High School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been a lot of famous people have been in and out of that area in mm -hmm. high school. Yeah. yeah. A lot of kids I went to high school with, they're like the sons and daughters of like music producers, movie producers. Like, I know one girl whose dad did the makeup effects for Benjamin Button. I think he was nominated for some award too, but I can't remember yeah, off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting, which I think. It's funny looking back because Santa Monica High School definitely had an emphasis on the performing arts, uh, which I had absolutely no interest in. Still don't, even though I do love me some musicals, but I'm not into like the performance part of it. I'm more of a, ooh, look at all these peeps on the stage singing their hearts out. I'm like, I can't do that, but I will sing along in my brain. <laughs> but I mean, Despite that, I still ended up becoming a physics major, and there's actually another physics major, like I mentioned earlier, that went to the same high school as me. So, like the odds of us happening to be here and being the same major is kind of insane. So, do you guys hang out still? Yeah, sometimes. Like, I mean, like we have classes together this semester and the semester before this one. But I've definitely gotten to, lot, to know him a lot better than I would have back in high school since I was just in my own dorky little writer's bubble by myself. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you if you had any artistic inclinations, but said you, you said you, uh, you didn't, besides musicals. Oh, yeah, I'm still a huge fan of musicals. My, my housemates will sometimes hear me singing along to Hamilton. <laughs> I love Hamilton so much. And like, I actually got to see Hamilton uh, at the Pantages theaters. I, I, I just got really lucky, and it was definitely a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It made my 2017 a lot better. Oh, 
How do you think, you know, dealing with like mental health has like affected your approach to your work, like your studies and stuff? Do you feel like it's kind of informed the way you, uh, you know, your attitude towards working and mm-hmm. making things happen? Or? Well, I'd say it's definitely made me a lot more motivated since I feel like I lost a lot of time in my junior year to, uh, men- to my mental health issues and currently I'm trying to like get back the lost time. Obviously I'll never get those months that, that, I, that I lost in a fog of anxiety and depression back, but I'm trying to do the best I can with the, G- the GPA I have now, <laughs> if that makes sense, sort of. No, yeah, it does. Um, I, the question was kind of messed up. No. But, you know. no, I get what you were trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Any more questions? Like, you guys can ask me about physics. I'm a physics major. Oh man, so. well, yeah. I know nothing about physics. Do you have a favorite physicist at all? I don't know if you uh, learn about the people, but um, maybe actually we kind of do. Uh, physics 10 can at least when I took it, it might have changed a lot since I took it my junior year. But it's kind of like a history class, but with quantum mechanics thrown in for flavor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd, I'd say Madame Marie Curie is oh, yeah, yeah. probably my favorite physicist and chemist. So, like, the thing that I like about material science so much and what drew me to it is that it's kind of the intersection between physics and chemistry, which, like, in physics is condensed matter of physics. Like, like when you become a physics major, you learn about all these different subsets of physics and how there isn't, like, one purely, oh, this is physics, but instead it's all these different little subfields that kind of come together to form the laws that we use to understand uh, our universe. Yeah, so physics and chemistry, um, yeah. It's funny because it seems like that's like two things that people will say, no way, you're in that? It's like, it's so hard for me. No, know? I I get, I usually get looks of disgust when I oh, tell, tell people I'm a <laughs> physics major, like, physics and then they make barking noises I'm oh, like why you do this so rude <laughs> I know uh, and, and then they usually follow that up with oh I can never do that I'm not smart enough oh, I'm yeah. like that's kind of like their robot that, I guess I know but I don't know I think the excuse I'm not smart enough is kind of BS it's definitely something I used to do in high school a lot I because the part of the reason why I stuck with writing for so long was because I didn't think I was smart enough to be any kind of scientist and it actually took my physics teacher my senior year of high school like mentioning after I like just kind of offhandedly mentioning after I did a presentation on dark matter for my physics class he's like hey you should really consider going into the stem fields it'd be a waste if you didn't I was like huh you're right and up until that point I had no one had ever said that to me not even my parents that I mean they just wanted me to be happy and I seemed to be happy doing writing and and I was for a little bit but physics sparked my interest a lot more than um, writing ever had. So is, is dark matter, is that something that has to do with like another dimension or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> I, no. Uh, it makes up black holes, doesn't it? 
kind of because uh, black holes are usually at least this is my understanding because my interest my research interests are purely material science and condensed matter physics so i don't know anything about astrophysics but my understanding is black holes are usually formed from the death of a star of a certain mass and as they collapse in on themselves they form this black hole which because of how uh then a massive it is it bends space time around it because uh cool fact the more massive an object it is the more it bends space time around it <laughs> and wow. that's what we call gravity <laughs> and they measure that by checking the light how it's uh, bent around behind it right? yeah yeah it's it's actually it's pretty interesting and i actually talked about that in my presentation but way back in high school I looked at it look I looked back at that presentation because it's saved on my Google Drive I just kind of cringed on the inside I was like oh god this is so bad so dorky <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah oh but on that topic rest in peace Stephen Hawking he passed away last yeah. week or earlier this week yeah yeah on Pi Day on Pi Day yeah, I mean, he made it to 76 years old, and considering he was living with ALS for 50 years up to that point, yeah. it's kind of incredible. And and still during that time, he managed to make a bunch of breakthroughs in how we understand black holes, which, I mean, it may not sound like a, that big of a deal to people nowadays because we know they exist, but 50 years ago, they, they weren't like common knowledge in the public. And I've actually, it's, um, science outreach is pretty big nowadays since uh, it looks like our government is, has lost interest in funding the science, unfortunately. So like reaching out to the public and stirring up, oh, the hype train for, for science is, might, may or may not become a large source of funding in the future. So. I think science, from what I could tell, I think science is getting cool again. Not, I don't know cool if it again. was ever uncool. Yeah, I was about to say, like, did it go away but maybe, and come lame? <laughs> but maybe just being at, at UC Merced and being ex being around a lot of scientists, yeah. it, it, it does feel like that. And, um, and yeah, scientists are always, like, the funnest people to be around, too. They're, <laughs> yeah. always, they're always the most um, creative people, I've noticed, too. Like, yeah. More creative than, <laughs> than English majors. <laughs> Yeah. Don't tell that to the English majors. They might, they might uh, riot. <laughs> All five of them. Yeah, they have to correct your grammar constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's your punishment. But I mean, that's definitely, like, scientists, like, being, like, jerks is definitely a common misconception of the public. Especially if you're into shows like, I can't believe I want to mention it, Big Bang Theory. God, I hate that show I'm with a passion. A oh my God, I hate it. Because it makes like scientists, especially physicists, look like a bunch of assholes who are like, ho, 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 bazinga. I'm like, if I could reach through the TV screen, just slap him in the face and be like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I would do that in a heartbeat. I, don't get me started on Big Bang Theory. You can just ask my housemate, my housemates. I have ranted about it so many times. It's uh, just infuriating. <laughs> So, uh, so we got some fun stuff. Um, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. Did you do anything? No. <laughs> I actually had um, a workshop in the morning for the Mesa's program. I'm a Mesa's fellow. So we, get, we have the joy of being on campus uh, Saturday mornings once a month from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. learning about stuff like, ooh, grant proposals. <laughs> oh, yeah. And imposter syndrome. Actually, the imposter syndrome thing was pretty interesting. 
I feel I've definitely felt that when I first came here because mm-hmm. um, I was a transfer student yeah. and um, definitely felt like I didn't belong here like I was like faking it yeah that yeah I felt that a lot too especially since being a physics major I'm surrounded by highly motivated super smart people all the time like even in this lab that we're in here like my graduate student mentor and like her cohort are super smart and I'm just sat sat there like I don't know what I'm doing I'm just shooting lasers at things <laughs> I mean obviously there's more sci- there's scientific merit beyond just shooting lasers at shit but <laughs> but so it's hard not to feel out of place and compare yourself to others and find yourself lacking it's definitely something I'm still trying to work on since it, it can it's like Sometimes you're your own worst enemy, as cliche as that sounds, especially if you do suffer from anxiety and depression. It's like the little voice in the back of your head saying, like, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, why are you even here, how are you graduating, what is life? I'm like, that, the last one is more of like my existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best you could do is, you know, when you're around a lot of people is just hope some of it rubs off on you. Yeah. It usually does happen. Like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, just like fake it till you make it, basically. Which I feel like I've been doing most of my life, and it seems to have worked out so far. So, go me. <laughs> well, I'm still faking it too. Yeah. So, I mean, you just you just gotta keep going on. <laughs> when the going gets tough, the tough get going, or something. I don't know. Other inspirational quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> inspirational moments here on Bobcat Radio. Yeah. <laughs> go back to the old adages that you. And, or your grandparents said. <laughs> yes, yes. Got a favorite? Uh, got a favorite restaurant in Merced? Oh, sushi cuisine! Shout out sushi cuisine. Is that the one next to Rayleigh's? Yes, okay. I was there yesterday. I go probably too often, like often to the point that they know my order and stuff. <laughs> I'm a regular. I sometimes feel like I've single-handedly funded that restaurant because of how often I go. I really should stop going because it's it's pretty pricey. But I mean, like being from Los Angeles, it's hard to find decent sushi, and yeah. like their stuff isn't authentic, but it's still tasty. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, good sushi is like a California roll from Rayleigh's. So I'll get that. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, California rolls were invented in California. And they're not even sushi. No, not really. <laughs> sushi is usually like raw fish when, and that's yeah, they just actually, stick it on some rice. Yeah, like and that's and literally rice. what it's I had yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. actually what I had yesterday for dinner. It's my usual it's nice, order. Yeah. It's a like a sashimi bowl with yeah, rice. It's delicious. It is. <laughs> so good. But hey, at least at Mer- Merced, you get a lot of uh, good uh, meat and uh, vegetables. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of all the farms around here. Mm-hmm. Cattle. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's definitely something I, like, seeing the cows for the first time was really weird coming from Los Angeles. Uh, I'd never been to next near a cow, Yeah. <laughs> let alone, like, seeing one, a bunch just frolicking. I mean, it's kind of relaxing watching them just frolic around, like, if only I was a cow. <laughs> if only to be so peaceful as this cow. <laughs> Just uh, resting in, under the, the tree yeah. in the summer. Mm-hmm. So are you um, involved in any clubs on campus or anything? Oh, yeah. Shout out? I, oh, yeah. I am currently the secretary of the Society of Physics students. And hey, if anyone wants to like run for board positions, most of us are graduating. I'm graduating. The VP uh, and president are graduating. Basically, everyone but two people are graduating. 
So yeah, if you're looking for leadership positions, definitely check us out. We're, I swear, we're, we're all physics majors, but we, we don't bite. <laughs> uh, and I, I was also, last year, during my junior year, I was the secretary for um, uh, Enhandidos Unidos. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it's the SHIP chapter here on campus, and SHIP is the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. They've actually gotten really big uh, since I was secretary, but I mean, I think it's great. Definitely encourage everyone to join. They're a great bunch of peeps. <laughs> I um, yeah, I know a little bit about that one. My mm-hmm. my friend Ernesto, he's in that Ingenieros Unidos in um, San Francisco State, oh, okay. and so they're a pretty big organization. Yeah, like Ship is a national organization, I believe. It's well, great. jump on it, guys. Like, oh yeah. So there's there's spots open. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, we're approaching 35 minutes. Oh, shoot. Um, let's wrap it up. Okay. You got any last things to say? Uh, stay sexy, don't get murdered. Heck yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I want to tell, give, say something for the future students of, at Merced, at UC Merced, some advice mm-hmm. and uh, something lasting. I know because you're going to be graduating. It's like, soon. like number one uh, piece of advice. Oh, like something I wish I known when I was a freshman. Yes. yes. Uh, don't be afraid to ask people questions, even if they may seem dumb. And also take advantage of office hours for sure. All right, folks. Maeve O'Brien, thank you for being on our podcast. Uh, it was an honor to have you. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, good luck with all your future endeavors. Oh, you thanks. seem like really, really bright person. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> all right, everyone. That was uh, today's interview with Maeve O'Brien. We're very glad to have her on. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. All right. Here's a segment of four questions for you people at UC Merced. Our friend Sanjeet put this together, and he walked around and asked students four questions. They are, what describes you during midterm season? What do you look forward to in the spring? What do you want to see when the 2020 project is finished? And what did you want to be when you were small and said you wanted to grow up versus uh, what you're doing now? Uh, Sanjeet can be contacted at ssaroya, S-S-A-R-O-Y-A at ucmerced.edu. If you want to meet with him for two minutes and answer his new set of questions, please contact him. Stressful. Finishing up, finishing up, finishing up strong. All the buildings that when I came, there wasn't that much. Um, when I wanted to grow up, I wanted to be a firefighter, but now I want to go into business, start up my own company, invest in stocks, make money. Stressed. In spring, I look forward to graduation. I look forward to bigger events and uh, UC Merced actually getting their name out there like all the other universities. I actually wanted to be a pediatric cardiac surgeon. Now I'm going to be a kindergarten teacher. Stressed out. Stressful. Honestly, I'm not sure yet, to, to be honest. I just want to see all the new buildings, see how the school is working out, you know, because it just comes from like having nothing to like something that's going to be twice as big. I just want to see all the new buildings, all the new people that are going to be here for sure. Uh, at one point, I, I wanted to be a dentist, uh, but but now I'm a mechanical engineer. Very stressed. 
Spring break. Honestly, a new DC wouldn't be nice. Would be nice. I don't know what I want to be growing up. I think I just like playing video games, but now I want to be an engineer of some sort. I don't know which one yet, though. Sleep deprived. Uh, spring, I love to see the cherry no, blossoms. Don't call me Bill or Willie. And like... Alright, hello everybody. We are here with Caleb Black and Ted Barber from the band Lil Moraga. We are very honored to have them here in the studio. Great to be here, Marco. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you guys for coming. I know you guys are probably tired from your little road trip Yeah. to uh, Santa Cruz. How was that? It was great. We had, a, we had a lovely time there. Everything went very smoothly. Greg and Percy live out there, and uh, we have a show coming up. So... Um, I decided we should go out and like rehearse there. Like I, I decided to take the initiative on that, on that one, and go out and um, because recently the last few shows we've played, we uh, just been relying on practicing either once or practicing separately and just getting together like the day of the show. Like when we plug in, it's just like all right, it's like let's hope it goes well. Yeah, it, it went surprisingly well in series the last time we played. It was a really cool Morlock show, and that that was cool. We 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 were able to do that, but I th think like even just this one time, getting together and playing, it should be better. Yeah, practice is better than none. Yeah, some is better than none. Yeah, yeah. was it pretty pr uh, productive as far as like you know getting things handled and, and squared away? Yeah, it was. We didn't start quite as early as I wanted to. I said like, we're gonna show up at Greg's place at ten o'clock. And we're going to be playing by 11. We'll have figured everything out. And we showed up there like at 10.50. And yeah. then Greg and his roommate left to go get bagels. And that took like half, 45 minutes. Yeah, we didn't and start then, playing until like 1. Yeah, we started playing around 1. So it wasn't quite as quick. But we ran through the set several times. Yeah, in that time we like... I taught them a new song and we like learned to cover. Yeah, we learned to cover from scratch. Like one that isn't that easy. No, we had to like sit and transpose it for a little bit. Like yeah. it was, it took a second. How long does it take you guys to like get a, an idea for a song and then like, write it and then start it again. Like write like write it and show it to the band like being yeah. able to perform it. Uh, this one, we put together really, really quick. I don't know when did you write this most recent tune? Um, I've actually had it for quite some time, but writing the songs like. Writing a guitar, like, riff, or even just, like, a whole, like, an entire song worth of chord progressions, because honestly, it's usually just A part and B part in the same key, so, like, that takes, like, a solid, like, two or three minutes, like, you just kind of jam on it, and then it's like, all right, I have that now, but... Lyrics can be, like, pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. What was, our, the, the new recordings that we're making, or that we're finishing up, it's, like, a lot of stuff that Percy wrote without lyrics... He wrote, like, a bunch of guitar parts. Some of them I played bass on, and we recorded, like, sketches of it, and then made these realized versions. But we had to, like, some of them we had to put lyrics to these instrumentals. But it's not as personal that way. And so, like... And if you've ever tried to write lyrics to a song you didn't write when a guitar, it's so hard. Yeah. It's weird, because, you know, when you're writing something, like, guitar-wise and musically... 
the music matches what you want to say with your lyrics. So it very much like carries its own tone, but like having to take someone else's emotions that were put into a song and try to like try to match it. Yeah, trying to just like score peg round hole it, you know? Yeah. It's He writes good stuff. Yeah, his the music on them is amazing. You yeah. can hear the ones the the singles that are already out on yeah. Lil Moraga's band camp. Which is Hardcore Brother and it took us long enough. Those are both both the guitar parts were written by Percy and mm-hmm. They're they're fr- they're kick ass, for real. I highly recommend you guys go check that out on Bandcamp too. It's Lil Lil Moraga. So uh, how much people are in the band? Um, and like and what do you guys play? Uh, we have four main members, and then a couple times our good friend uh, Yark Yaler has filled in on bass, or just once, but he's in the sister band. Yeah, we, like, we won't go off on that tangent. But yeah. there's four of us. Uh, initially, it was Percy and Greg. They were recording the, like the stuff that we're now just getting around to because it took us long enough, you know? Stuff that we're just now getting around to finishing. They started that in like the winter, December of uh, 2016. And then I was always hanging out at Greg's. I'd like He lives pretty close to where my mom lives. And I'd, I'd ride my bike over and hang out and like... half I half like elbowed my way into the band because we were in Fleek before. And the other half they like listen to my songs that I, I was writing at that time and were like, yeah, we'll play it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy how much music Merced is made just by like, fuck it. <laughs> like, you're just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, you want to you make a band? Like, you want to like record an EP? Like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we weren't active from like, for the first part of 2017. And then over the summer, we tried to like tie up those loose ends of songs because we released four of them, three of mine and one of Percy's initially and so I was like well I had like a couple like two more songs ready that I've been I was jamming on my with myself and so we did that and then it didn't get finished we didn't do anything so I uh, I called up Caleb to play bass and he also had a MacBook which we, we could record on so it was just a uh, yet not only his talents no nah, my in was the MacBook they're like fuck we need to finish this <laughs> yeah <show."> but <laughs> like mm-hmm. Came for the MacBook, stayed for the Caleb. That's kind of how... Because, I mean, we like you. Greg got a MacBook, so... You know, I think you were worried that we would kick you out once Greg got a MacBook. I was thinking about it. It was just like... And especially when... We're not that... Greg is a very self-sufficient musician. Like, oh, yeah. He can record entire albums by himself. Just a metronome and like... He's so talented at all these different instruments, mm-hmm. which is... So I kind of figured I'd like show up one day and there'd be like a whole Lomaraga album done. It'd be like, oh, you, I just, I got bored one day. We're not that cruel. <laughs> I was going to call you guys, but I just decided I'll just take it upon myself and finish yeah. the whole album. And Greg's, Greg's like super like uh, talented like that. He'll like. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because like. He's doing you, that now. You would, <laughs> you would think too that like there'd be something that he's like would need us for. But he's so good. There is just like, there's, he's the best drummer I've ever played with and possibly may have ever seen, like, play live. Like, the little nuances of his drumming is insane. He's a very incredibly intuitive guitar player, both guitar and bass. He has, like, perfect pitch. Yeah, he, like, transcribes, like, Jimi Hendrix solos by ear. He's it's, been doing that since high school, like, Jimi Hendrix. And then now it's, like, Japanese Breakfast and My Bloody Valentine. Just by ear. He just listened to it a couple times. 
I, you know, I he has better pitch than I do, which makes me feel like a piece of shit. But he um, he <laughs> like tell me I'm, <laughs> he tells me when I'm out of tune like all the time, and I'm like I feel like a failure because oftentimes there's a lot going on in the room. I guess I'm making excuses for myself, but there's a lot, and I'm like I'm trying to tune. He's like, oh, you you went too far. I have to retune that, like. And like yeah, yeah, you're right. Thanks. He's got such a good ear that like when we use like uh, like a tuner on the phone or like uh, the little clip ones, he can tell when the tuner's wrong. He's just like, why is it telling you to go yeah, sharp? Well, yeah, that's always because like the, la- the screen's lagging. Possibly. That's that's what the, that's why it's wrong. But he. Although I've never known Greg to be wrong. <laughs> like when he's tuning, like I've never like seen Greg tune a yeah. guitar and. So be if wrong. you ever want your guitars tuned, hit up oh, yeah. Gregory. And then we have Percy. Who, uh, amazing bassist and guitarist, not a drummer. He and I are probably about the same league at drumming, which is rudimentary at best. Yeah. But you can bang out a four four, and that's about. His it. guitar playing has always been good. Uh, so is Greg the? Uh, he's the drummer, and Percy's the guitar player. Percy's the, the bass. Ba- the bass yeah. player. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, for live settings, the recording it's all over the place. Like a lot of. Stuff yeah. a lot of the newer stuff. Percy plays a bunch of guitar, and I play some bass, and yeah. then I, I do some leads. Like Hardcore Brother, I have like a solo. So yeah. where did the, where did the name Lil Moragan come from? Um, it's this it's this nickname for a park. I don't think it's officially called that. It's in Merced, um, behind a fire station on McKee, and there's Lil Moraga and there's Big Moraga. Big Moraga isn't even called Big Moraga either. It has some name. I forget what it's called. I don't know. But there's these two parks, and I used to go get stoned there with Percy, like, in high school. We'd, ride, like, ride our bikes. Cause we, we didn't have cars yet. And we'd just, like, ride our bikes out there and do that. And so the time came to come up with a name, because we weren't doing Fleek very much. We were like, well, we could be, like, Moraga. But then we're like, well, we like Lil B a lot, so maybe Lil Moraga. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I, I sometimes wonder, like, how people will, like, see us. Because, you know, people don't, especially online, like, they don't look in the context, but, like, Lil Moraga, and especially got on the bills, like, it looks like there's, like, a rapper on, like, these, like, this bill with, like, these, uh, these indie bands. It seems like recently there's been a lot of Lil's. Like, you can name a whole bunch of Lil something, Lil something, Lil something. Oh, yeah. Lil. SoundCloud rap. Yeah. And, like, we weren't, I didn't mean Hey, shout that. out to, like, the one true Lil Goat, Lil Wayne, though. I think Lil B's the goat. That was the first Lil. Was, was Lil Wayne or Lil B? Lil, Lil Wayne is Lil the Wayne's goat. Real. Lil B is God. Oh, true. true. I mean. Based yeah. God. The based, yeah. <laughs> we, we really like him. We actually we are proud members of the task force. Yeah, we're going to cover a Lil B song. Not this performance, but our next one we will be covering Lil B. <laughs> I, I always want, I want to reach the level of like, not necessarily fame, but just like stature where like you have like a walkout song, like when you're going out there and I want it to be Bitch Mom Anthem by Lil B. Like, I would love to get up there every night and just have, like, swag, 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 bitch mob, like, blasting in the house speakers. Fleek did used to, we once walked on to Lil B. That's amazing. At a hardcore show. No one, and we, we put on lipstick and walked out to it, but no one liked it. So Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if people like your band, you're not a band. Like, what, what kind of poser, like, has people like their music? What do you like, the strokes? Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, we're Julian Casablancas and the Voids. Oh, jeez, man. I like that band. They're they're pretty good. I don't know, like, for as much, like, the Strokes, 
are like a, a really bad epitome of like indie gone like selling out. But that first album wasn't bad. The song yeah. Last Night is I actually enjoy that stroke song. Yeah, I, I never heard it. It's all right. Uh, yeah, do you guys? Um, so we saw you guys at the uh, open mic night last Friday that oh, yeah, uh, nice. Young Artist Movement on campus put on in the gallery. Yes, that was pretty cool. Uh, what did you guys think of that? It was tight. I really enjoyed it. Actually, like, like the whole thing. Yeah, it was cool. I probably should have stuck around and said what's up to more UC people. Yeah. Kind of got shot. We got excited about the jam room, and we were all in there like yeah, looking we at like there. the synths and stuff. It's we got like cool, we right? started nerding out over music, and like I forgot to network. So yeah. if any of you guys yeah. are listening, like find us on Instagram or come hang know, out. Next time you see me, just say hi to me. I'll have a house show. I want a UC another UC band to play. Death Cult Paradise was great. Shout us out to him. Played the Smiths. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lovely. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah, his his set was really cool. I've also blown away by it because it just it felt so minimal and yeah like very like uh very vulnerable too yeah totally and there, and there is there very much is a place for that i hope he, lis- he listens to this but that other people like hear it and like when you see him walk up there because like he just one pedal a little orange a practice little amp baby amp like the size of a it's not even, it's smaller than like a regular practice amp. It's like a real small one, like but like... very portable. I mean, he could have just plugged in any of ours, but that would defeat the purpose, I guess. Yeah, and like, it, it very much just, it's, it's him and what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty powerful. Sometimes we, I know, we, I like to hide behind a real loud guitar playing sometimes, or just like the energy of me playing rather than like my voice. But he like mm-hmm. is... His music is very centered around what he has to say, and it's really good. Yeah, it was very vulnerable for myself. I, I won't, I'll speak for myself. Going up there, singing at that UC thing. That too, yeah. That. I hate my voice. I, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to hate like hearing what I sound like not resonating through my skull. Yeah, I know. And... Um, so doing that and not having like my amp turned all the way up and my fuzz pedal and my overdrive on, yeah, like that was rough. And to make it worse, I forgot my own lyrics to the easiest song ever written. So I lost a lot of sleep over that over the past few days. You know that's a really catchy song. I'm like, you know, that's a song like when you hear it, it's like, oh, apparently not like... catchy enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you played, uh, you played also with um, Orion. Yeah, I played with Orion, my my brother. Yeah, your twin brother. My twin brother, long lost. You know what's funny is like when I when I first met him, I was like, dude, that dude looks like the guy looks like Ted. I need to introduce them. Jelly said that as well. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But I mean, shouts out to Orion. I know he was on an episode earlier. Yeah, me and him actually uh, we interviewed um, another person today. It's on this. It's gonna be on this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're gonna edit it in. So. This one will probably be up by tonight. Um, yeah, so you guys got another show coming up yes. in, on the 30th? Yeah, yeah, in Merced at the Multicultural Arts Center. And it's with Freeman's Dead. Really so, cool punk band from Long Beach. Love Freeman's Dead. It's with Sloom, another killer group. Modesto Majesty. Yeah. yeah. Palms, which I'm not too familiar with, but you listen to. That's cool. I mean, I, I don't know how. I've never seen them live. But I've seen all these other ones live. 
And then Warren Cap Kid, which I was super solid. We we saw they played with them in series. Like right, they played right after us. And like, they are a very tight and well put together band. I think that was their first show. That was their first show, and I was like, damn, they played like that on their first show. We better not sound like how we did at our. Well, it's not. We haven't played that many shows, but still. Like we didn't sound that good. They killed this Beatles cover. They played "Don't Let Me Down," and like, it was tight. Like they, they were. They're tight. I'm you excited. You can tell they practiced. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope people can tell we practiced. They're very disciplined musicians as well. Like, they uh, they played very well together. You know, it's easy to, like, get lost. That's something, like, I've started to notice about bands and, like, playing music, too, is, like, um, staying on staying on track and on task rather than, like, just kind of going off. It's so easy to go off. and It's, it's really like... easy to play at each other, not with each other. Yeah, T- today it's a good, good distinction. Today I said something to my bandmates, which was kind of stupid because I'm the problem. I was like, okay, so when we play on the thirtieth, let's not peck, which you know, which I pecking to me means like playing other shit that you're not like in between songs, like just plinking out like enter Sandman, like 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 please, but like, and they all three said to me. You're the one who does that. You do that during practice, not <laughs> us. <laughs> and I realize, yeah, I'm just a. I'm probably. There's, they're probably going to be looking for another guitarist for Lil Moraga soon if I keep up these I, comments. I doubt it, dude. I've never seen anybody play better than you. Like, you haven't gone far. <sighs> so, it's true. Damn. What is like a pet peeve? I know because you mentioned pecking and I thought about pet peeves, and that's like my biggest pet peeve when I watch a band. Is like they go off on these little tangents, and then, or they'll go on like long, long speeches. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Especially <laughs> Not... like you gotta read social cues, man. If someone, if like you could tell, like if you say something, and people are cheering for it and stuff like that, it's like all right, you know, maybe say a little bit more. Yeah, say your shit. You know what I mean? People are like, but if everyone's like starts talking to each other, that's when you know you've lost an audience when they turn to their friend and start like completely ignoring you. Yeah. Or the band starts talking to each other. Oh, what key is this one in? Yeah. Why? I mean, I don't bug me too much. Like, it's, it kind of goes with, like, tuning up and stuff like that. Like, I, I'd hate to see a band rush into it because they feel like they have to. It's just, like, pull your shit together, but don't take too long. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess the biggest pet peeve for me playing is, like, yeah. It kind of goes with it. Like, people did not reading social cues. Like, if you're at a show, and there's, like, there's a little bit of moshing, just push pit, don't be the kid who's, like, hops in and starts, like, hardcore dancing and, like, punching and kicking people. Like, you understand, like, there's a time and place for that, and, like... We're not playing 25 to Life (laughs) covers. It's like, dude, stop. Name dropped a band. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, let me pick that up. Like, you're, like, you just... You hella hopped in there with your with your jean vest all patched out and just like kick like this like four foot something college girl and it's like, <laughs> dude, calm down. Like, you know, I get it. It's fun and like moshing is super fun, but like you have to read the room, and if people are getting upset with you like pushing into them, maybe like don't don't go and push them then. Yeah. For my definitive pet peeve. Of, I, watching or playing. I don't know. I'll say for watching is a uh, I just simple motto. Less talking, more rocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard that at a show once, but I'm not gonna name drop that one because I, 
already had my. <laughs> yeah, your time. Yeah. Your moment of the sun. <laughs> your time. Ted, Ted Fest. Ted Fest. No, it wasn't a Ted Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, we're, the, we're, having, we're, having, we're having Ted Fest like like six point <laughs> On uh, April twentieth, the, the, the Taco Bell bands like it's the same ingredients just mixed around a little differently. <laughs> Uh, a, good friend, a good friend of mine told me that. <laughs> all, all good music scenes seem to do that, though. Like, bands, like, they, uh... Are, we, of, are we a good music scene yet? We're we're getting there. We're almost... We're get, I feel like Merced's definitely on the on the rise, you know? I'm, especially, like, seeing, um, you know, you guys go out to, like, uh, the UC and, and, like, meet with them. And then, like, us jamming in the past, too. Like that, that The UC stuff should happen a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like we're, you know, Jelly is really um, making that happen. And then, you know, you guys going out there. And then, obviously, I'm out there now. So, like, my big thing is, like, making that, uh, like, a reality. Where, like, in the future, there's not, like, this disconnect and like everyone's kind of jamming together you know mm-hmm. we should we should be doing it yeah my next every show i will throw at my mom's place will be a jam session afterwards if you're listening to this and you're going to a show at seymour's dungeon <laughs> seymour's dungeon we're jamming oh yeah we're there, jamming there is some actually the last one when we uh the last jam session we did, that was really tight. A lot of people came through that I had never seen play before. I hope they start bands, or if a few of them were in bands, but hit me up. Say, hey. Yeah, like... I used to bug uh, a local record store to get my bands, and one time it worked. <laughs> one time it worked and we played. So just keep bugging. I'm not that exclusive. Yeah. Honestly, just throw something together, man. No one's too linear. Yeah. No one isn't linear. We're enough. not we're not elitist. We don't we don't care, you know? We don't expect you to like we we don't turn people away. Pretty much anybody can come and play at least once, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to like come and say your shit, man. Not play my own place anymore. Though Ian did want me to do Bear Creek, which was fun as hell, but like I feel tacky. It's been like the thirtieth time I've played my own garage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's cool, you know, like, with you guys, it doesn't feel like you guys are, like, elitist or, like, stuck up or anything. And, uh, like, you guys are really approachable, and I think that's what, what comes off is really nice about, about Lo Moraga and, and dealing with you guys. I mean, like, I've I've known you guys for a few years now, and, like, it's always been, like, pleasant, like, doing business and, yeah. you know, getting ideas on the table and, you know, throwing shows and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, and... You guys want to talk about the Fairy Shrimp Festival coming up on Hell April yeah. 20th? Yes. That's going to be... Yeah. Uh, Why don't you take the lead on this one, Caleb? Oh, okay. April 20th. Uh, Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday, and there's a very special national holiday that day. I don't know. Uh, most people travel to San Francisco and whatnot, but if you're going to be around, uh, UC Merced is having their own little uh, music festival. And I believe there will be food there, and... Yep. Some really tight live music. Some chess. There's gonna be chess. A chess tournament. Honestly, if anybody who think who like fancies themselves like very uh, even semi decent at chess, like come see me. I will run the chess fade. I fancy myself. All right. I'm gonna play you. We need to finish our game. 
We never did finish. Did you take a picture of it or something? No. It was just, we just, we were just like, all right, we kind of, I believe he was winning at the time. Like, he had me, like, in a corner, but it was just kind of like, all right, we'll redo this sometime. We're going to get up and no one's going to, no one wins this game. We'll leave it open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't it a great situation when there's no winners? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I was playing Tyler uh, Peterson on the uh, mm. on the app, and like I was beating him, and then he like just like resigned. I was like, I don't want you resigning. I want to. I want. I want to win. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, that. I want to like to fruition. Like I want. I want a climax. <laughs> yeah. I want that little thing to pop up. And be like you won. Like, fuck he, yeah, I did. Like yeah, he like totally stole the uh, stole that moment away from me. But whatever. Stolen moments. We, um, like, completely went off tangent. Okay, so you yeah. s- keep going ahead. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I'll take the blame. Okay, so, yeah, Fairy Shrimp Festival. Uh, then you got your show at the Multicultural Arts Center on the 30th. Yeah. Um, you guys have a new album out called The Place Where Dreams Come oh, Through. Not quite it, it's out, not out, out yet. Not, not out yet. It's not out yet. But we it's, have a couple singles off of it, and it's, like, a song or two away from completion. Yeah, we're not going to say who's holding it up, but it'll be it'll be done in a little bit. Yeah. But we've been saying that for a while. Yeah. But I don't know. Who cares? No one's listening yet. Yeah, that's cool. It's not like you guys are. It's not, there's no one like dying. Like I'm not losing stock. <laughs> like not putting out an album yet. Hey, someday. Where is it? <laughs> are you guys gonna put it out on uh, cassette? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, CD, cassette. We might. Bandcamp. There's been talks. There's been in talks in the Little Moraga camp. <laughs> about shopping it to places. Yes. But we know I don't I don't really know anything about doing that. Other than sending links to people. Send mm-hmm. send a check my SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. I've done that to um Columbia Records and I've uh, done that to uh Sub Pop and they've just sent me a big fuck you. Did they they sent <laughs> No, I'm back? kidding. Oh, I was like, yeah, they got back to you. That's that shit cool. just yeah, they left, I, they, I wish they left me on red hella hard. I, I actually did that. I sent uh one of our singles to like this magazine, like this online blog, and they like had that that DM was left on scene. <laughs> like I saw that, I was just like I sent it to him late at night and I was like, Alright, you know, and I went back the next night and I looked and like they saw it like almost immediately and I got no response back. So I mean I'm not na- I'm not naming any names, but like when we make it and you guys ask us for an interview, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. Oh, well, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about, like, the, the 20th one. We already talked about April 30th, multicultural, great bands playing. The, the one on the 20th April 20th is, is going to be great. It's um, Caleb's, the group that Caleb leads. Yeah. I'm uh, in there. I, I'll, I'll supply some lead guitar. Yeah. We, uh, in our, our need for attention... <laughs> we uh, we we play guitar. Both of us play guitar in uh, Little Moraga, but then we started another band which we can both play guitar in, and uh, just have like a different backline. Yeah, different bassist and drummer. drummer. But uh, yeah, that one's more of a more more lean, It leans more towards punk. It has its very it's more simplistic. Yeah. Oh, you guys talking about uh, Sasha. Sasha and the Babes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I have. I think I have like our demo pretty much written. I might add another song or two. I've got four originals right now. I'm working on a fifth. I'm gonna record a demo for that. That'll be out whenever you know. Whenever that there's no real rush on that one. That one's very much just like the the fun passion project. I wanted something that like was 
something it was almost a dumbed down version of like Lil Moraga where like Lil Moraga is very melodic and there's 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 inner workings of it and stuff like that but this one's just me playing really distorted guitar and yelling and so it's very cathartic sometimes you're a standalone vocalist that too I, I, I enjoy that very much I, I I always loved watching like hardcore and punk vocalists that are just they just hold a mic and yell at people the entire set and that just looks so much fun I don't do all that I only do it for about a song or two but I, I did that for a second and it, it, it kind of hurt my voice one day it's it's day fun all you kids out there start a hardcore band and just yell at people and then start the indie project afterwards yeah and calm down a little bit once you realize that like it's hard to like play like to write hardcore songs all the time and keep up that same energy like then write indie songs and like singer songwriter stuff unless you like headaches yeah definitely you know i'd like to see like um you know in the next incarnation of gg allen where just like the singer goes <laughs> out and like beats the shit out of people in the crowd i well we, we I see mean, in the beatdown bands in the valley yeah yeah but i'm so out of the loop of that i don't really care about that sometimes like you'll you'll stumble upon those shows like every once in a while like i'll go to a hardcore show and it'll be a minute since i've been to one and i was just like wow i forgot how violent it gets like like getting punched in the head and stuff like that like just hella randomly it's just like oh yeah like that's what this is like that's why i came here to get to get punched yeah yeah or it's just like usually like I, you know you stand and, you know maybe some push pit a little bit but then like when the dude's like jumping off like the the freezer in the like in the, like, the garage or whatever you're right. at like he's like standing on top of people and like body slamming yeah I was so bad for the people who went there that didn't know what to expect and they're like scared. I, 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 I always <laughs> fear that. If you're listening to this, if you've seen our shows and stuff before, don't be discouraged from coming and stuff like that. Or if you've been to one and like you were like the last, the well, I mean, the very first Sasha show and the only one. and then First and last <laughs> as, as of right now. As of right now. Like I saw some people there. They they came more like to you know it was like drink and get stoned. Yeah, it was like a party setting, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But it was just like people started moshing and they were very off taken by. They didn't like know what to do. Like very ran towards the wall and it's just like don't worry about it. We're we're Weenie Hut Junior compared to a lot of people. That's true. We I mean no we we're not super Weenie Hut Junior. We're definitely not the salty spittoon though. We're not we're Weenie Hut General. (laughs) Yeah. There's that new meme everyone likes. It's the Krusty Krab is something they like, and the Chum Bucket is something they don't like. <laughs> I think that's stupid. I think that's... I don't, have, what, I don't have to agree with you. It's so hard to keep up with all the memes now. You just gotta take them in stride. Yeah. If you're a memer, shout out to you. If you're like a like a cutting edge memer that's like with the shits that it's always known, like, I don't know where you guys go. Do you guys have like a, like a chain email you guys get with like a templates and stuff like that? No, they just obsessively look at them. I'm not a memer myself, but I'll, I'll let everyone know about a good memer on Instagram. I eat orphan meat v2. All one word, no spaces, no <laughs> underscore. I think that's what it is. It's cutting edge stuff. I know him personally. He's a great guy. I'm not going to give away his identity. And he's not from Merced, so you won't run into him. But Memes, man. Way of the future. So we're approaching our 15-minute mark. Uh, well, our, not our 15-minute mark. We've been going for a while. Um, do you guys have any, like, last things you guys want to start wrapping it up with? Like, shout-outs to anybody? or uh... Shout-outs to everyone who's ever played a show 
that little jacket. I don't know if you like talking about that. Yeah, I do. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, Little Jacket's great. Everyone who's ever done there. Shouts out to Bear Creek. Shouts out to every musician at UC Merced that we've met or are about to meet. Shout out to anybody who does anything, to be honest. Like, just contribute, you know? There's nothing worse than someone who bitches but doesn't do anything to fix the problem. Oh, there's nothing in Merced. You know, there is a lot of very, very incredibly talented young people here. And, like, shout out to people like Jelly and everyone in the Young Artist Movement. I met a lot of you, but I did not... I do not remember all your names. Like, maybe next time. You... Stuff like that is the pulse that keeps things like that alive. Keeps the art scene and everything like that. That's really important. Shout out uh, Colton Dennis. He is the executive director at the Merced Multicultural Art Center. That dude believes in the youth culture. He believes in kids. He gives a lot of leeway to us. I remember he, he when the first time he ever asked me to host a show there, he told me that he wanted a young person to run it because young people know what young people like. And I knew right then and there that I was a huge fan of this guy because that was the wisest shit that I've heard anybody say. Every 30-something, 40-something-year-old dude that tries to like run a, a venue and stuff like that, they how could they be in touch when they're we're simply just from different places, you know? And so shout out Colton and the Art Center and any other like-minded people for understanding that it's just like you have to put faith and you have to invest in young people if you want to attract young people and you want the young people to to flourish cool and also morlocks oh yeah morlocks underground you guys are awesome morlocks you guys are the best yeah there's some kick-ass shows all around the valley and they're such cool people too yeah they're such tight guys Paco man oh makes my heart warm what a guy Robert Robert man those guys Josue, Joshua, whatever mm-hmm. he likes to go by. Likes to call different names. Yep. He, you know who you are. Great guy. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on our show. And um, yeah, check them out on the 30th at the Multicultural Arts Center. And on the 20th at the Fairy Shroom Festival. I uh, wish you guys the best of luck. And I can't wait to hear your new album. Uh, thank you guys for being on. Hey, thanks for, for, having, for having us, man. All right. <laughs>